Welcome to YZNCA Podcast. It is Thursday, which means it is preview time. I'm Roy Fallow, joined as ever by Matthew Keelan. Hello. And a bit of housekeeping before we look ahead to a game against Bristol Rovers, back on home turf, um, is the update on the latest things, which are saying gone, hammer to fall by Queen, specifically live at Live Aid, specifically. Hey, 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 hey. How much fall? There it is. Uh, Matthew's camera not working. And of course, as ever, the staple that is oat milk that is. Which brings us nicely onto our venue this week, Matthew. We're once again in the beacon of life, pre-playing five aside. But, but... Well, there's an issue in that Fausto is closed. We're still in there. We're still here. <laughs> we're, still, we're still in the general area, the vicinity, but no oat milk that is for us. But we are joined by Chris Weatherspoon. Enemy of the people, Chris Weatherspoon. Chris, how are you? Well, enemy of the people, apparently. Um, <laughs> I was all right until that little intro. Yeah, you weren't all right in there because we were getting all our, our jokes out to you before recording as well. Well, hopefully, but I, I'm sure we're about to prove that wrong. I hope so. Um, but a little before we go on to before we go on to Bristol Rovers, quick little look back at Oxford. Very nice time, wasn't it, Matthew? Um, especially, especially for us. But first of all, as well, to echo Stephen and Gareth's um, thanks to the chaps at Phantom Bruin Co for hosting us before the game. Really nice to meet all the people that came down beforehand as well. And you had a lovely time on the panel, didn't you? Well, yeah, it was great. It was really good, to, really good opportunity. Really good to um, be involved with some lovely people and Gareth, <laughs> and uh, made some new friends and realised we're all terrible at keep ups. Well, yes, we did, because we obviously our new best friends, uh, Kevin Phillips, Tom White, and Keith as well. Keith, uh, very nice is, man, Keith. Kevin Phillips' manager? Uh, Kevin Phillips' manager friend? Yeah. Wh- whichever. Uh, and he, Kevin Phillips made us all play kick-ups in the executive box yeah. that we watched the game from. Chris, you were there as well. How was, first of all, not the match, how was watching Matthew on the panel in Phantom Brewing Co.? Um, predictably disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> um, to be honest, he didn't embarrass himself, which was better than expectations but um, as for the actual entertainment I, I thought Kevin Phillips was excellent very good very funny yeah. no, no you weren't funny what do you right? mean I, I wasn't trying to be funny I was I was funny after I was just I had a role to play in there and I held it together well you me? Well, well, hang on, I, I, was just in the, I was just in with the commoners. Actually, you, you have a little good, uh, good little tale from being in the audience. <laughs> can't, well, can well, we tell that? Oh, yeah, he, yeah. Won't be, he won't be listening, will he? He won't be listening, will he? He won't the story now. Ah, true, yeah, sorry. Um, no, yeah, I just had a gentleman come and tell me we were, too, we were all too negative on the reaction pod. <laughs> to which I told him if he come here to be negative, that, that was up to him. But I was just here having a few pints and enjoying <laughs> me out. Three times he told me he wasn't being negative before I had to advise him just to go on his own way. <laughs> so, and the thing is, the best part of it was he was having a go at me for shit sh- you two had said. And I was like, why am I taking the heat for this? It's not our fault you just attract trouble. <laughs> <laughs> it does really prove the theory that you attract trouble. But to be fair, this guy's son, he came up to me and you, Matthew, and said that he really enjoys reaction pods. So, you know. With one hand the Lord giveth, and the other he taketh away. In fairness to the guy, he was very polite about it. He wasn't, like, abusive or anything. But you could tell he just wanted to get something off his chest. And all I, all I was trying to do was have a pint of... What was that beer that they had on, specifically for Kevin um, Phillips? Was it Let's Talk About yes, Kevin? Let's Talk About Kevin. It was delicious, wasn't it? Was it? Very, it was very nice. Recommended if they ever do it again. Yeah, three three very nices to, to just round that off. And speaking of um, sp- speaking of being too negative on um, being too negative on podcasts, we also are now officially 
best friends with Phil Parkinson now, Matthew, because we bumped into him yeah. after the game and had the temerity to get our photo taken <laughs> with him after all the all the thing all the things that we you know we didn't mean any of those things that we said in the past, did we? No, some brass neck like <laughs> to be fair. But look, in terms of the turnaround so far, you can't argue with him you can't argue with the job he's done I apologise to him but I've already done so on the podcast because yeah. no matter what happens now he's my best friend <laughs> did you apologise to him in person did I fuck <laughs> Of course we didn't, Chris. We said, really nice to meet you, Phil. You're excellent today and you're doing a and, and you're doing a brilliant job. Which at the moment he is doing a brilliant job. And also to, to round off the, the Oxford crack as well, we do have to say, uh, Chris, your best friend was in the box to our left as well, Charlie Methven. Oh, was he was he, he was he was there, not making eye contact with us. We'll, we'll say no more than that, but that was that was quite funny. Um, but really good. He cheered when we scored. Did he? Well, you know, because ka-ching, oh, <laughs> this one no, keeps up. Say, did he cheer or did you just hear the cash register go? Right, <laughs> you fleece if we get promoted. Anyway. Anyway, enough on Charlie Methvin. <laughs> yeah, let's, 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 let's definitely move on. Um, but really nice time at Oxford and it made it three wins on the spin for for us and keeping up that, that fantastic form. Um, promotion chances, lads, now. They're looking really good, aren't they? Especially with you know a few of the results going our way on Saturday as well. Yeah, I mean, I thought like I, I was a bit perplexed by like the way Oxford, well, Oxford's manager and quite a few of the fans were going on after the game. In fairness, I did speak to uh, one Oxford fan who agreed we deserved to win the game, uh, but there was quite a lot of people who seemed to be like, "Oh, like Oxford dominated. We were looking to get three points." And I was just like, you know what? Like, I mean. I wasn't, I wasn't really that drunk, but I was beginning to wonder if I was because I was like, I'm not, I'm not really sure whether I've been watching a different game here. Because to me, we went one nil up inside two minutes, and then we just just saw it out essentially. Like we didn't look, look like we weren't any great shakes going forward, but there wasn't a point in that game where I thought we were going to concede. Like even you know when uh, Bailey Wright left the ball short and their lad ran through and. McLaughlin saved it and Willis kind of knocked it off the line. It was a couple of yards out. It wasn't even off the line, really, was it? That was like the that was like the closest they really came in in my view. And yeah, I thought it was a really assured performance. I think I, I know we've all made jokes about it, but Parkinson has massively shorted up at the back. Like they they look so much look so much more confident. I mean, I, I'm sure we'll come out with the Bailey right thing. I think is a blow, but the way he's got them organised, I'm not. Too concerned that I, I think Ozturk, sorry, we'll call him Aleem for our friend <laughs> Phil Smith. Um, I'm sure I, I'm pretty confident. Like it, obviously, you do need the right personnel in there, but I think the way he's got them organised, like there's enough kind of mitigation in place. Like I mean, basically the key for us is Jordan Willis keeps playing as he has done. Jordan Willis has been outstanding for the last two months, and I think if he keeps firing and um, a couple other people, I mean. Talk about the defence. I thought Max Power excellent again. Um, I th- to be honest, I think Max Power, even in the early days of Parkinson, he was one of the only ones who was actually you were struggling to criticise him. He was still doing his job. Um, I think really what Parkinson's done in that sense is he's kind of simplified it. Like we d- we don't really play the ball through the middle that much. So what he's got is he's got him and Dobson basically. Yeah, okay. When 
when they can they'll get forward but he's basically just got them organised they fill in gaps where they need to and they keep things ticking over and yeah I thought it was really a shrewd performance on Saturday Everyone just knows their jobs now don't they Matthew and like you, you were saying Chris will probably come on to Bailey Rice a little bit later or if you're Stephen Goldsmith right Bailey <laughs> um, you know temerity of him to call us the idiots can't even get our defenders names right but right being the optimum word but everyone does know their jobs now and you're confident that if a player does have to come out the side as much as like Partington likes to stick to that starting 11 which is so well drilled now and so well organised someone will just slot in effortlessly won't they? Yeah well I think you, Bailey Wright did that didn't he Ozturk, Ozturk dropped out and then and then Wright, Wright came in at, at Tranmere we didn't concede obviously we've conceded two goals at Portsmouth but I think they're the only goals we've conceded in like eight games or something yeah. is that right? The two goals at Portsmouth? Anyway, if I'm wrong, I don't care. But it's like it's a, it's loads of games, and we haven't conceded any goals apart from them two. And it like right slotted in, and I was took. Would... <laughs> I thought you were laughing at that. <laughs> um, yeah, right. He he slotted in, and then I you, I would just expect us to do the same. Like, we were keeping these clean sheets when us Turk yeah. was in the side, so I don't I don't see any any major major issues. With, yeah. Totally agree. And that position that that we're in now, a win on Saturday could put us level. If if I remember this right, it could put us level on points with Rotherham, who are away to Accrington Stanley. Um, you know, level on points with Rotherham, Chris, given the fact that if, if you'd said that to us around about sort of the Boxing Day fixture and we were all fuming about not being able to beat Bolton, you'd said that to them that by not even the end of February, a win on that weekend puts us level with the team who you were thinking, well, they're probably going to go up. It just speaks further, doesn't it, to that how much Parkinson's turning this around. Yeah, I mean, massively. I mean, I think like a lot of people, even at that time, always said like, all you have to do is... All you have to do in this league is get on a run, and it has been the case. And like that—that's not taking anything away from it. Like, look, they've been absolutely brilliant. Um, you can't not them. I, I know. Like, look, we've we've said about it here, and like, kind of humble pie is like the order of the week sort of thing. I think it is, and it isn't. Like, truthfully, at the time, there wasn't no anyone who was arguing at the time. Let's give it time. It was kind of like, well, it has been two months and we're getting progressively worse now. But people who were saying, let's give it time, would have said, well, in order to like for this to be acceptable, we need to go on the sort of run we're going on now. Which, in this run, look, if we can keep it going at the end of the season, we'll get promoted. But this is a very difficult run to keep on going kind of thing. Like We've, been, we've lost at Portsmouth and that's it. We've been excellent. And, um, and yeah, I think like... I think he's he's done an excellent job to turn around, and I think he's really shown that he's got he's got a lot more kind of grit about him than I think a lot of people probably thought, especially during that spell. I think there's a lot of managers would have crumbled under, especially under the kind of pressure that he was getting. And look, all fair play to him, and I, I think to be fair, fair play to the players as well because it it, it could have been like a nice atmosphere not as in like the fans were making it difficult just like getting beat every week putting in performances like that every week it couldn't have been nice than that look they've all stuck together they've they've come through it and the hope now is that this this isn't just like this isn't as good as it gets if you know what i mean like this isn't going to be the purple patch like i think it was gareth at the point he was like the end of the day we have gone from fifth to fifth so as good as good as it's been now we've got to we've got to keep it going. We've got to kick on. Now, I've seen quite a few people saying if we win the next three games, we'll go up. I do actually. I agree with that because, well, 
No, I, I do. I agree with that because I think the momentum's there, and I, I feel like this time last year, but we're we're in a higher position in the league, but the trajectory was kind of downwards. Like we we're, were playing quite poorly. Like a, a year ago, like last week, we, it was that like awful two-two with Agrinian, mm. and we, we beat Gillingham, and I think we won four on the bounce after that. But then. We would never kind of defensively. We never looked as solid as what we're doing now, and I think it's just. A, I think really the, the defense is massively key. If we keep if we keep keeping clean sheets, we'll go up because we always look like we're going to score. Even if it's not always the striker, we always look like we're going to score at least once. This time last year was that run, wasn't it, where we had the three home games in a week, yes. and we had Blackpool, Blackpool, um, Accrington, and Gillingham, and everyone was said, well. Nine points because two of them were our games in hand. I think were they? Maybe. At least one of them was. Uh... And obviously, Greg Round and the goalkeeper and missing the open goal just <laughs> is like you can arguably pinpoint like the season going wrong yeah, at that yeah. point. But I think I was going to say something and I've forgotten. But um, that's good, mate. <laughs> That's quite annoying, isn't it? Can you ask him something else? You've, you've, you've proven that man who stopped listening like, absolutely correct there. But I think I think I think you're exactly right, Chris, on what you said about the the three games. I massively agree Can with I that. All oh, right, Grace, I covered for you really well there. Sorry. Um, yeah, I was saying that obviously he's taken us from fifth to fifth, but the way we've got back to fifth is a lot better than the way we got to fifth in the first yeah. in the first place. So we've got momentum, I, we've got momentum yeah. behind us now. Yeah. Like whereas the beginning of the season, yeah. We, we, I think we only lost two games until Jack Ross got sacked, but it was very stop-start. It was stuttering. It was it, it was crap, really, to be honest. Like let's be, let's not forget we were moaning about beating Agrit and three one away. So yeah, that was what I was going to say. Good man, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, really good point, mate. The thing is, to be fair, like on look on Saturday, I don't think that was the best performance in the world, but it was. I think it was like the definition of like a professional away performance. The weather was horrible. It was absolutely freezing. It was blowing a gear. It was hiding it down. One nil up in two minutes, and you just say, well. Why don't we just see it out? Like, look, like we're not. But like I said, I, I didn't ever really worry. I know they had like a lion's share of possession and set pieces and whatever else and that, but I never ever thought we looked under any great pressure kind of thing. And I, I, th- I thought, like, the goalkeeper, to be fair to him, the goalkeeper's rightly so, in my opinion. He's had criticism before, like, coming for crosses and whatnot. And I thought. He's bounced back massively, hasn't he? Yeah. If, if, you think, if you think of when, like, Burge came in the side, and there were a lot of people who wanted to see it. Yeah. Now. McLaughlin's just he's totally back to his stock is back where it was this time last yeah. year massively and and like I just think they just throughout the team they like you said before they all look like they know what they're doing they all look a lot more confident um, and you are right like the way we've got to f- back to fifth is a lot more encouraging than how we were there earlier in the season I think these next three games are massive and um, if, if we can keep thing, it going one thing that gives you hope as well over those last those last three games if you look at those three wins it's three pretty different kind of wins Ipswich we've played a side who we know have got a bit about them that game had a bit of back and forth and we just showed that little bit of quality win it Rochdale absolute breeze if we wanted to we probably could have won that 8-0 go away to Oxford who are a side we haven't beaten like you were saying, Chris, terrible conditions, and we just do the job really professional. It's it's we're showing a bit of variety in the way that we can win games, aren't we? Yeah, we are. And to be fair, though, Oxford is similar to Tranmere in that it's a it was a horrible place to go and play. wasn't the world's best performance in that, but we're grounded out. And the risk of sounding cliched, it they do feel like games that last season we wouldn't have won. I feel like games yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean we drew we drew down at Oxford last year didn't we uh, yeah and I just there's a bit more I think what we're seeing now is what 
plenty of people said at the time when he was hired about Phil Parkinson on the league being a perfect manager for League One because even when we're not absolutely on top of our game we're grinding results out we're grinding wins out I mean like the Ipswich game like you said there was a bit of back and forth first half I thought we were terrible mm -hmm. but got got in at nil nil second half were excellent yep. and they're, they're reacting to him now like when he those first two months it felt like he wasn't really getting a reaction out of anyone um, now it feels like he is. To be honest, one of the encouraging things about Saturday as well, I thought, was he actually um, he used a sub early, mm, yeah. which I was really happy. He brought a scour on, on about, it was about an hour. Yeah, he brought him on. And that's been one of the enduring criticisms, even in the good runners, that he leaves it a bit later to change it to get fresh legs on. And I think on on Saturday, um, he realised that. And yeah, I, I thought it was really encouraging. Um, yeah. Hopefully no. more this year. I agree, and to look a bit ahead, um, as I was as I was saying, Matthew, when I was filling for for, for time earlier, and you tried to remember your previous point. If we get through these next three, I totally agree with what you were saying, Chris, about we'll go up because from March, our running until really the last game of the season when we're away at Rotherham, got Peterborough at home as well. But you know that's at home; we're expecting to win home games. Our running's actually quite kind I think and you know we, we like to we like to touch wood on the preview podcast as we as we've said before Matthew <laughs> touch wood we're not getting too ahead of ourselves but if we get through this little patch here especially the Coventry game there's no reason to think that we can't keep this form up and it's it would be quite similar to maybe what we did under Roy Keane when we had like that lit just that last little push like after January to see us through I think a, a good thing for us as well is obviously we've got three games in a week coming up but then after that we're not really I mean even we're kind of out in front on games played sort of thing we're not over, over level with a lot of teams whereas last season we were always we were always like oh we've got games in hand we've got games in hand and everybody looks at that and kind of automatically assumes you're going to win them but it turned out it turned out to be like massively put us under pressure whereas this time around we're going to we're kind of going to be able to be the ones who like kind of charge charge ahead hopefully um, well, on that just looking at the table now we've played a game more than Coventry we've played a game more than Portsmouth same as Rotherham um, we do have two on hand on Peterborough and one in hand on Wickham but and actually we've got um got one in hand on Ipswich who is seventh as well. So like I say, Chris, it's it's not like we're the only one who are like lagging massively behind, is it, in terms of games played? Yeah, exactly. And it's like I just to be fair, like some of the like see, Wickham is still ahead of us, but Wickham have Wickham have been falling back for weeks but and weeks and weeks. Going, they're not going away though. Yeah, no. Like they had that they had that um run where I think they lost four in a row or four in five and since then they've they're not, they're not going anywhere. No, like, their form's not too terrible now. It has kind of levelled out. And that actually brings us nicely on to... I've just got a bit here about the form of the current... Uh, sorry, the games coming up for the current um, top six. I've not really put anything about Ipswich as they're currently outside the top six. Uh, but Wickham, like you say, Matthew, they don't look like they're going anywhere. Um, they have they do have to go to Coventry. And they've got Rotherham at home, but they're not bad at home if their home form holds there's no reason to think that they won't you know and we can remember when we played them on the and on the reaction pod after we said they won't finish top six but like yeah. i said they've not gone anywhere if their home form holds there's no reason to think that they won't stay I, I don't think automatic for them but i think i think they probably will stay in the top six now yeah i think they're going away from home aren't they and teams are looking at them thinking we, we, we will be these but when you're going somewhere like that they've obviously built up this 
atmosphere really I guess it was the whole like bravado and the beat us down there this is our house our yeah, rules yeah. sort of thing they've sort of built this some like weird little identity for themselves but I think in terms of, that's very similar with Peterborough as well because mm. they're like their home like I know from I've been there twice and we've lost and we drew last season that is quite a an awkward place to go like it's quite it's not not, not, not literally quite easy to get on the train easy. it's lovely <laughs> great to get on the train actually yeah um, yeah but I think I think when you look like Rotherham I think will just go and win the league to be honest because they they've been did they lose recently did Peterborough beat them recently didn't they lose on Saturday Rotherham I believe or slipped up on Saturday I think they drew didn't they they drew at home to Wimbledon yes. which is the sort of thing that we would do last season actually yeah like we'd no, no, like, no. Um, maybe maybe it's happening for them maybe the, the Jack Rossness is kicking in but their run isn't too bad um, obviously they play at us as you mentioned they're at home to Portsmouth um, but you know Portsmouth they are a bit more of a home side they do have to go to Wickham as you mentioned Um Fleetwood away could be a tricky one. And one interesting one, actually, is if quite a few teams play Gillingham, who are in... I'm not saying that they're necessarily going to go up, but they're ninth at the minute, 49 points, which puts them just four outside of the playoffs. They're in really good form. They're not really losing games at the minute. And with them playing everyone who are sort of above them, Steve Evans could be like the weird kingmaker of League One, where whoever like gets past Gillingham, like Gillingham might be the like the final boss, so to speak, of League One. <laughs> Steve Evans actually does look like sort of Bowser from Super Mario, doesn't he? So like, if you can get past Steve Evans, maybe that it gets you into the championship. Yeah, I, th- I think the thing is like the league is ridiculously tight. Mm-hmm. It, it it like you're right, what you say like Gillingham are down in but other than ninth, and like there's every. There's every chance they could they could roll up in the playoffs soon, and um, I think I think for us, like I do think we we've got like an easier run in than a lot of the teams around us, and I think we've just got to keep doing what we've done over the last sixty eight weeks, and just keep plugging away, um, just like just keep grinding things out. I mean, if like like I said before, if we keep keeping clean sheets, we're going to get promoted because we we do look like we're going to score at least once at least once a game. Um, I think I think that Coventry, the Coventry game is going to be huge. I think, that, sorry, uh, I, I think if we can win the next two, I would take not losing a Coventry. Oh, absolutely. absolutely, like I think that's going to be a strange sort of atmosphere there as well. A bit like it was last season, and that there's going to be not really many of them there because it's in Birmingham, and yeah. I don't know what their support. It's quite hard to sign it. Kind of, I'm not having a go at the spot, but it's no, quite hard no, to like no. gauge what their following is like because obviously they've had issues with the owners have had protest things going on. That's going to be a strange atmosphere. But with us, with quite a lot, I know the kickoff time change might have affected this, but it, sound, it does sound like it's still quite a lot going down. Yeah. It could turn into a bit of a home atmosphere for us, which could play in our yeah, hands. Yeah, no, I, I think so, and I think it, it may so it may suit us more than it, it'll suit them because I think they they're not using it at the minute. It, 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 probably been a bit overthinking this but they're not using Birmingham's home end at the minute that's empty right so there's right. no one in the stand behind the goal whereas there'll be stand there'll be fans in the other end yeah, of, of yeah. the of the stadium that was a bit like last season though wasn't it they weren't using behind the goal last year because they just put that big flag of Jimmy Hill up in there <laughs> I'm sure they might manage that again this year if they really Birmingham won't, won't allow <laughs> maybe they've got really great travel arrangements for their flags uh, but Coventry's running actually is quite tricky they've got uh, us obviously uh, Ipswich Rotherham Peterborough Wickham and the aforementioned Gillingham some fairly comfortable games in there with AFC Wimbledon Lincoln Akron Stanley Shrewsbury but 
they're going to have to beat some. I know they, they are doing well, and we obviously didn't beat them at home when we were going through the worst of our form under Phil Parkinson. It might be tough to... They're probably not going to fall out of the playoffs, but with that running, they're going to have to really work hard for a manic promotion. Yeah, they are, and I think... Um... The thing, you know, when you do these predictors, like, that you can do, and I was, like, looking at one of them the other day, and I, I got the end of it, and I had, like, I had Coventry not losing another game, and I was like, well, that's, that's not going to happen, because I think the problem is you look, you look at, like, a team that's on a run now, and we could be guilty of doing the same with us, mm-hmm. of course, but you look at a team that's on a run now, and you think, ah, oh, they're not going to get beaten now, but actually, when you look at their fixture list, there's every chance that they could actually drop off a little bit, so, I, I, don't, I know, like, we're, we're discussing other teams and how they're doing, but... At the end of the day, if, if we keep doing what we've done in the last six weeks, we'll go up. Just that, is, that, that is the only game we've got left that concerns me. Coventry away. Peter, P- Peterborough's home, no, maybe. Not really. No, that, not, no one at home, to be honest. No, no, no one at home. That, I, think, I, I think the really encouraging thing at home is we're, we're doing what we did when Ross first came in, but we're doing it we're doing it a lot more efficiently yeah. if you know what I mean like we're, we're literally just battering teams for the first half hour and the game's over I mean the, literally the worst thing about that Rochdale game was that at half time everybody knew the game was over it was about minus 50 <laughs> and we all had to sit there for another 45 minutes <laughs> but but I mean obviously like it's great because like they're, they're getting the game sewn up nice and early but I agree like at home I think he has massively like I mean the the difference between Boxing Day and now is unbelievable. And people say, like, oh, I could see signs of it on Boxing Day. You couldn't, because we're, we're basically playing seven defensive-minded players. We didn't we didn't look like we are going to be getting after them at all. The difference now, the mentality shift is absolutely huge, and we're all the better for it. Yeah. Are we both going to apologise jointly, then, for our impending home defeat to Bristol Rovers? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, naturally, naturally. This is all, this is all, this, well, you could all say it's always previewing a game as superstition. We make predictions at the end and everything, Matthew. That's that's fine. And the, the other team, obviously, we've not really touched on Portsmouth. They're in the Leeson.com Cup final. Could the extra games maybe be an issue for Portsmouth? You know what we're going on about with... I know games in... Well, it's only one game in hand because it's mainly a midweek competition, but we saw how we felt. We fell away after the checker trade. And yeah, and they did as well. They did, didn't they? Like they, they were running away with the league last season, let's not forget. And... We played them in the final, and both neither of us got promoted. Hence, <laughs> hence we're talking about them yet again. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I think to be fair, it is a, it definitely? I mean, it was a combination of that and like international weekends that knocked us last year because I think we had some like eight games to play in April. Is that you saying that we're just too big for League One, Chris? Yeah, that, that is exactly what it is. We're we're, <laughs> we're we're far too big for League One. That's that's just whoever's, it, whoever's editing this. I just want them to clip that there. <laughs> <laughs> then we'll be told how we've got to know our place and all that. But um, no, but it, it's true though, isn't it? Like that that did that did knock us last year. Whereas uh, in this year we kind of benefit from Barry's demise because we get as awful as that is that's that's um, nice does Bailey Wright play for Australia um, he's beat he was in no he's Australian he went to I think he was in the 2014 World Cup squad uh, so he doesn't play now no just thinking that like his injury might impact the South End possibility of the South End game being called up I'm just laughing because I was really hoping you were going to say something like about them playing in like Euro, Euro 2020 qualifiers no. or something 
No. <laughs> like getting confused because Australia's in Eurovision now. Oh, yeah, they should bring them into the Euros. That would be funny, that, wouldn't it? Yes, yeah. you know. Well, tweet Matthew if you think Australia should be in Eurovision. No, this, asked, right, this is why this guy turned off. What, Shit I'm like asking, this. No, Shut this up, Chris. I'm asking, <laughs> look, because... Oh, that was my fault, to be fair. <laughs> I presume they're in, our internationals globally, not just the Euros in that break in March. So will his injury make it less likely for the South End game to be called off? Because it won't be in a national getting but called we, up. We get to decide, don't we? Yeah. No, yes, but no, but that mean that means we won't fill if he's not. It's one less player to worry about. Well, it's that, and then the quota might not be hit for us to be able to call the yeah. game off. So, shut up. Why would we want to call it off? Though? That's what I'm saying. We well, don't want we to. John, John McLaughlin. Is that not? Is that not enough reason? Okay, point taken. <laughs> Will Grigg, <laughs> Flanagan, Declan John. <laughs> Shut up, Chris. Declan John, I forgot about him. I, I forgot to sign I forgot about you as well. <laughs> <laughs> right, on that, we're going to go to a little break um, to let Matthew calm down, and then we'll be I'm back. <laughs> and then we'll be back to look ahead to this weekend's game. <laughs> Welcome back to the Wise Men Save podcast. This is what's been, usually been the plug section, but now that our lovely trip to Oxford slash Redden's been and gone, we, we don't have that to plug. But go and listen to the podcast because um, the show was recorded with Kevin Phillips and Tom White. Um, but we still hear the plug from the terraces mm. as well. Chris Blythe from, from the terraces once again is coming to play football with us tonight. Um, I, I think they should actually, Matthew, start making some form of kit for us because we're all having to like buy like new stuff which which we would do anyway to be fair because we're very excitable as anyone who listens to this podcast will attest to tonight <laughs> yeah have you got what, what have you got a name on the back of your Wigan shirt they wearing uh, power. power not not Greg no no but we're not plugging called up for Northern Ireland so <laughs> yeah, very nice yeah we're not plugging Wigan we're plugging from the terraces uh, <laughs> we're, not, we're not plugging Wigan support Wigan if you want <laughs> go and watch Wigan maybe well they're at a high level Wigan. yeah Got Jamal Law plays for them now, doesn't he? Yeah, and uh, and um, others. Others. So uh, Sean Maloney still plays. <laughs> um, Amiyazaki. Chris is just sat in despair. I've got his head in his hands. Yeah, Emil Heskey I'm, still there. I'm gonna, have, I'm gonna have to take the rap for this. <laughs> Somebody's gonna come up to me on Saturday and be like, come and <laughs> "It's gonna be great, isn't it?" Yeah, he's gonna be called Charlie. <laughs> yeah, but so if Chris does get into the into the game, you might see him wearing something from from the terraces, and he may have just used the discount code WMS10 to get ten percent off his basket on his lovely. He's got loads of money. Yeah, Chris is like the richest man in the Wise Men Say podcast, which is just insane. Why do you why do you have to cause loads of bother? You've got loads of money. Can you just have an easy life? How, how have I got? Uh, no, I don't. What, what is this? What, what has happened to you? I don't know. We're <laughs> <laughs> just giving the people what they what they want, Chris, which is abuse of you. Yeah, thanks. Well, um, I've got nothing. So, cheers. But, but yeah, get some clothes from <laughs> get some clothes from from the terraces. <laughs> Use WMS ten to get ten percent off. Um, looking ahead to the game, as we've mentioned, Bailey Wright is out. Um, not just out for this game. Looks like he's out for the rest of the season, eight to twelve weeks, due to ankle ligament damage sustained in the win over Oxford. One bit of news that came out today, which you know some, might have been something that was happening regardless of right injury, is our our colleagues, our friends over at Roker Report, brought the news that we've got former PSV and South current South Shields defender. Going to try and pronounce his name, Ruta Verstraten. I hope I've pronounced that vaguely right. Yeah. Good effort. Yeah. Oh, thanks, man. Thanks. Thanks very much. Um, defender on law uh, on trial, rather. On law. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> We've had a new law. <laughs> Hang on. So he played for PSV 
As a um, youth, I think. Right, okay. And that's, now he's at South Shields. That's quite an interesting career path. He's, he's skipped about six yeah, levels there. Fair, you can get the fairy of Colin relatively <laughs> easily from Shield. <laughs> I mean, to not be fair. Shield's not the one that so, goes to North Shield. Yeah. <laughs> you can get the wrong one. I'm here. This isn't very. This isn't Holland. <laughs> oh no! I've gone to North Shields! Again! <laughs> you can get the yeah, get the Metro from P Lord Amsterdam. But to, to be fair, there's not. That's about all we know about Verstraten, um, that he's played for Shields. But well, yeah, he might, he might have got the ferry over, we don't know. But it could be someone to cover it for Bailey Rice. Um, it might not be. But we've got the depth there, don't we? There's, we are, we do have Aleem, as Phil Smith would like to refer to him as. But we are, you know, there is some free agents out there. Um, Alex Bruce, for example, could be one. Mark yes. could be another. What? You went a bit Welsh from there. Didn't mean to. <laughs> Accidentally Chris Coleman, because you were thinking of the championship squad. thinking about that menu over there. Um, <laughs> well, Phil Parkinson took Mark Wilson to Bolton. So. God, don't, we don't want Mark Wilson to come back. But do you think we do need to bring in another short-term sort of deal, Chris. I personally think we're fine with what we've with what we've got. I think, yeah, I think we're about all right, to be honest. I mean, we've got Aleem, haven't we? We've got, um, we've got Jewel. Who um, <laughs> is nearly fully fit as well. Well, exactly. I, I think um, that maybe is like a very, very much a backup. I, I, I don't think we're going to be finding anyone now who's going to come come into the team and be better than the three who are going to be lining up now. Baldwin, if it got like really bad, However, like, he has now got a Wembley date to go to. Along with Darren Gibson, oh, great. yeah, we'll call him, and then he can't play. Wembley. And then sign Darren Gibson, <laughs> <laughs> even though we can't play him until next season. Yeah, Funny, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Take him up Fullwell Road for a look. Oh, wow. <laughs> don't do that. Don't. Do you reckon Darren Gibson's getting down to Wembley? Friend, probably Chris, like everyone else. <laughs> Yep, good one, that Chris. <laughs> Tune in next week for more of that, because Chris won't be here. Um, so looking ahead to Bristol Rovers to move away from Chris's terrible jokes. Um, oh, in, on, but we have to put up with yours. Yeah, but that's our thing. Right, okay, brilliant. You didn't even make a joke. I just said we could recall Jack Baldwin if things got really bad, and then you proceeded to talk about Darren Gibson not being able to drive anymore. I did, I did not mention anything about his inability to drive. I just if you just didn't mention anything, Chris, you would be in so much less trouble right now. Your season card would still work. <laughs> Uh, so what's the next topic on your list? <laughs> so we're, we're talking to Bristol Rovers. Welcome to Liars. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. More Father Ted references. Know, yeah. Becoming a stable of the, of the preview pod now. Uh, Bristol Rovers won once since um, their new manager Ben Garnett came in in Gar- late December. Ben Garner. Ben Garner, yeah. He's from Pallion. He's gone to Bristol Rovers to manage them. Um, oh, God. Um, but yeah, they've only won one. This this says everything about the quality of League One this season, right? They've won once since late December, since he came in, and they're thirteenth in the league. And uh, I, I didn't understand. I was very surprised when I checked the league table for where they were because every time I've seen them play, they've been absolutely terrible. And every time we've played them, they've been absolutely terrible. So we'll get beat on Saturday now, won't we? And as well, their one win by the end of this new manager did come last weekend. So we are oh, okay. playing them at the wrong time, aren't we, Matthew? Uh, well, no. Because they sound dreadful. <laughs> um, yeah, but I mean, one win. How, when did he take over? Do you know? Um, it was just before Christmas. So I mean, that's he's, crap. He's done an inverse parky, basically, since Christmas. Because 
Which one are we going? Well, no, it sounds, it sounds like basically their form has like fell off a cliff since Christmas Fair as ours has gone. Well, I think they've just been constantly terrible. Well, they can't have been that bad if the 13th. They must have been all right before then. I still don't think they've won that many games. They sacked their manager, so they must have been doing pretty uh, crap. He left, he left oh. didn't he, um, to go to Mansfield? Because for like personal reasons, because he was just like, I'm sure he was like caretaker manager or something. I'm sure he was. That's I don't. Just, that's no. I'm not doubting you. I'm just. I'm, I'm just. Sure that's just stunned me. His family lived closer to Mansfield, so he stayed. He he, he took that job instead. Tune in. Fair for enough. Matthews facts <laughs> yeah. next week. I, mean, I might have just made that up. <laughs> <laughs> like, I hope, I, I hope it's not something like serious. And we've like no, they no, moved. They moved there for uh, just a man. Uh, but Bristol's Bristol's really nice. I'd rather stay there than than Mansfield. Well. Your thoughts, Chris? <laughs> is, is this just playing for time while he Googles? Yeah. The old of course yeah. it is. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've never been to Mansfield. Never been to Bristol either. So. Been to Bristol? Uh, I might have passed through once. I've been on, I've been on the bridge out at Bristol. Clifton uh, Suspension Bridge, Great yeah. Bridge. Oh, Matthew's got facts now. Um, yeah, so he left. Uh, to, to He reluctantly... Uh, sorry, Rovers reluctantly gave Mansfield permission to talk to him uh, the ambition and facilities at Mansfield pushed the opportunity to be based closer to his Sheffield home made the club an absolutely mammoth attraction said no one ever about Mansfield well, yeah. well fair enough but it's massively derailed as we said Bristol Rovers season um, but as I said they've got that first win against Blackpool last week Johnson Clark Harris 13 goals this season he's always looked quite handy when we've played them as well so but he's pretty much their only threat. I don't. There's no one else. I'm um, look, looking through their squad who is particularly worrying us. And nor should we be playing these teams at home if we're wanting to be promoted. We should just be looking at. And you know, people think it's arrogant, whatever. But with the form we're in, and we're looking to get promoted, we do just have to look at these teams and think we're sweeping these aside. Nobody's like we need to get out of this league. They belong either in this league or lower. Let's just see them off. Yeah, I mean we've we've beaten them every time we've played them, haven't we? Since we came down. Yes, yes. So, we've them, yeah, because well, we three played, times, including yeah, the checker in, in the cup, didn't we? Yeah, um, I mean, e- even if it was away, I'd be saying this, but home games like this, like, you've you've absolutely got to win them, like regardless of how well or poorly we've been doing before this game, like you've got to be winning games like this. Uh, and I think, well, I'll not give my actual position prediction yet but I think we will win we do play them away in a couple of weeks actually don't we like three weeks time or something on Tuesday night it's like that, t- that time in I think the last season at Rock Park where we played Arsenal like a million times in the space of like two days or something because we played them in like we like, played them three times in a row yeah because we drew 1-1 away then we beat the 1-0 home then we got beat 2-0 at home because Bergkamp scored that ridiculous goal did we beat them via Tony Adams own goal we did, we did. in the league and then um, obviously Copied in the cup. Hopefully, that's a good home for us beating <laughs> Bristol Rovers twice in the space of three weeks or something. Um, team news wise, obviously, Bailey Wright's going to come out the side for Oz Turk. Apart from that, no one Parkinson as we do now. He's not changing anything else, is he? I think it'll be, aside from that one change, same starting 11. Same same team, yeah. yeah. I'm not there though, am I? Paris for me. No, so is someone going to come in for your, into your seat for you? Oh, trying to give it away, but. No, I think loads of people would want it at the minute. Well, well, I suppose most people you know who'd be interested have season tickets and stuff. So, um, I probably Jake will probably take it for someone. Oh well, nice time for him. Uh, Chris, do you think any changes made for for the side? No, I'd keep it this. 
the same but um let's quickly hurry up before lewis comes over. <laughs> thank god uh, no, i keep the same uh, the one thing i would probably change is i would find some space on the bench for will grigg um because he appears to have disappeared off the face of the earth in the last few weeks but Sorry, you take what more off the bench, maybe? Um, arguably, yeah, because I, I, I don't know, I just, I just feel like I think there is going to come a point where we, we might need to call on Will Grigg at some point this season. I think not bringing him in completely from the cold might be wiser. Um, yeah. I do find it very strange that he's literally, like, I know in January I could understand it because if he got injured or whatever, then it lessens the chance of getting rid of him, which we were clearly trying to do, but... Um, since we're now stuck with him for want of a better phrase until the end of the season um, I do find it a bit strange that someone of his previ- previous yeah. calibre can't even get in the squad yeah. no fair enough um, and again he's not really using what more particularly is he so fair enough on that but I think same really that he's going to keep the same starting 11 and can't really argue with us um, which brings us finally on to predictions Chris we'll leave yours till last because you really like teased yours I'm just going to go for a comfortable simple 2-0 win Matthew yourself I'm away on us, I'll probably be like 9-1 or something, so I'm going for 9-1. 9-1 oh, yeah. for Matthew and Chris? Uh, I'm going to go 2-0 as well. That was, was that it? Crap. Well, what do you mean? You, 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 you said something earlier, oh, I'm going to keep my prediction till the no, end. Because I said I wasn't going to give the score away. All I was saying was, because I know that we wait until the end to do that, but I'll tell you what, then, okay, right, I'll go really specific, right? We're going to win, <laughs> t- win 2-0. Max is going to score with his left foot, right? And Ali... What minutes, what minutes? In what minute? Um, 14th. And then Aleem's going to seal it in the 74th minute with a bullet header. How's that for a specific prediction? It's great. Really good, mate. Like, great. Chris won't be on next week. Chris won't be on ever again. Yeah, so tune in for the reaction pod um, where Matthew might send us something from Gay Parry. Um, But it'll be myself and Craig Clark will be there for the reaction pod. And then uh, Stephen and Gareth will be back for more sensible offerings on Monday. We're off to play football in the beacon of light because the dads have arrived. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 